You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday for worship at 8.30 or 10.45. Find out more at asburybosier.org. Well, good morning. Uh, it's good to be with you as we continue our series, God's Companions. Uh, and don't ever apologize for giving out the, the URL for our giving portal. That's beautiful. Beautifully timed. Um, but we, we are, so we are talking about uh, our pledge uh, today. Maybe you've got a, a letter in the mail uh, that has our, our pledge card, and maybe you've seen it online or in our texting service. Uh, and we'll talk about that uh, in just a moment. I hope you brought it with you. If you didn't bring it with you, that's okay. Uh, we have extras in the back of the sanctuary. And if you uh, don't have that, there's a digital one online, uh, or uh, you could just get back with us later uh, about it. Uh, uh, though we are talking about the way in which we are being called into service in this next year. And filling out a pledge card helps our finance team discern how, God, how we are going to answer God's vision for our community of faith in the coming year. But we talk about and we continue our series with God's companions uh, this year. God has given us everything that we need uh, to worship him, to be his friends, and to eat with him, to be a companion, to break bread with God. And God has done this by offering us the body of Christ in three different mediums. Jesus the church, and the Eucharist, or Holy Communion. We've been talking about invitation, then gathering, then proclamation, and then response as prayer last week. And then today we talk about response as a means of offering or sharing a gift. Our scripture lesson today is from the Gospel of Luke, the 14th chapter, beginning with the 12th verse. It'll be on the screens, it'll be online, and it's also in your Bible. Let us hear the word of the Lord. He said also to the one who had invited him, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. One of my favorite scenes in The Big Bang Theory is one of the Christmas episodes where Penny tells Sheldon that she's going to give him a gift for Christmas. Well, then that makes Sheldon very nervous because Sheldon's like, well, how much is the gift going to be? How how much do I have to give her in return? Because he doesn't want to give something, uh, he doesn't want to give her a gift that costs too much because then she would be indebted to him. But he doesn't want to give a gift that's too little because he doesn't want to be indebted to her. So it sends him on this very Sheldon-esque kind of uh, tantrum. Uh, And he goes to, I think, Bath and Body Works, right? And he gets like 25 different gift bags just so that he can be ready for whatever gift that Penny gives to him. So here they are. It's Christmas and Penny comes and she gives Sheldon a napkin. So he's like, okay. She goes, no, no, no. Turn the napkin over. And he turns it over and what's there, right? Uh, Live long to Sheldon, live long and prosper. Leonard Nimoy, and he, and he has Leonard Nimoy's autograph, and he, he's, he's like, oh my, this is the best gift ever. And she goes, yeah, but it's a little smudged because he wiped his mouth with it. 
<laughs> he freaks out because now he says, I possess the DNA of Leonard Nimoy. And then he says, I'll be right back. So then he goes and he doesn't bring one. He doesn't bring two. He brings all 25 gift baskets and lays them down at Penny's feet. And Penny says, Sheldon, what did you do? And he says, I know it's not enough, is it? All right. Gift giving, right? It is. It's this interesting social contract. Uh, when we give gifts, we can't give too much because it's a little weird if you give a gift that's too, you know, uh, or, or but you can't give something too little because you don't want to be tacky. It's this interesting social construct that we enter into. Maybe you've heard this. Uh, it's on CNBC. It's on uh, Fox Business. It's also in the Wall Street Journal. Folks are saying, get ready for Christmas now right? There are supply chain issues. If, you're, if you need to get ready for Christmas, you need to get ready now. Well, on the one hand, I love this because it's never too early to get ready for Christmas. On the downside, or on the other hand, I hope this isn't our only narrative. We need to get ready for Christmas so that our stuff shows up on time, right? I hope we're always preparing to welcome Christ in our life. I hope we're not getting ready to welcome Christ just because the presents show up on time, right? The, the gifts get to where they're, they're needing to be, uh, where, where they need to get. I hope we are perpetually making room for Christ. In, in this moment of the Eucharist, as we've been walking through gathering, invitation, proclamation, response as prayer, and now response as sharing, this is the moment that we differentiate where we tell the difference between what is, an, what is a gift and what is an offering. What is a gift and what is an offering. Back to Big Bang Theory, right? She gives him the napkin. Sheldon now possesses the DNA of Leonard Nimoy and he drops 25 gift baskets down at Penny's feet. He's going, oh no, it's not enough. That was all about the gift. He was trying to repay her for the gift that he had given her or him. So then now he's giving a gift back. But the story isn't over yet. What happens? Sheldon then awkwardly, you know, hugs Penny. And at that point in the show, I'm not sure Sheldon had ever touched another human being, let alone hugged them. That is when the gift became an offering. It's intangible, it is meaningful, and now becomes part of a larger story. We are gifts from God to each other, to the world, to the church. But when we come to the communion table, we approach the table as a gift, but then we leave as an offering, part of a larger story. So to communicate this, the difference between gift and offering, uh, we're going to have a little audience participation. And I need your help. And I know Methodists, we're not big on audience, but we'll clap. That's about as big as audience participation will get. And when we do, we'll clap on one and three, right? So we're close, but no cigar yet on, on that. So I do need, I do need, if, if there are any extroverts in the room, I need three volunteers and we're going to play a game. And the game is called One Word Story. Right? If you've seen whose line is in anyway, you've, you, you know what, what game this is. So three extroverts. There's one. Thank you. Extrovert number one. 
Extra, oh God, we're live streaming. Are you good? Yeah, I'm looking at you, Chris. You good? You want to come up here? Come on up, man. All right. As the pastor starts to sweat, Chris Ballard comes forward. And we, yeah, okay, I, extrovert number three. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, my three extroverts. I will keep track here. Come on up. It's okay. Come on up. So, oh, let me get you a mic from them. This is the way that, that this works, right? We'll start with Sydney over here. We'll do number one, number two, number three. Yeah? Cool. All right. So this is how this works, right? To show you the difference between a gift and an offering. These lovely volunteers are going to tell a story from start to finish, but they can only use one word at a time. So, for example, it's going to go something like this. The windmill was quickly moving, so it generated lots of power, but only for the Dutch or whatever. I'm just making that up, right? Something like that. So we're going to tell a story from start to finish using only one word. I'm going to keep track of it right here. All right. So a couple of caveats. Okay. You don't have to be, you don't have to be clever or witty or original, right? The point is just to keep the story going. That's the point. Also, we are live streaming on the internet right now in a church. So, just, it's, once it's on the internet, this is a lesson to everybody, once it's on the internet, it's forever. So, all right, baby, here we go. All right, Sydney, kick us off. The Red Sox. Oh, there we go. Loss. Really? They lost really bad. <laughs> the blue socks? Blue socks. Ooh. Don't exist. <laughs> Ever. In history. Lie. Li what lie or like? What'd you say? Lie? Lie, okay. Okay, lying, he said lying, is that okay? Lying, yeah. Is Houston's Oh, oh. Bad. Houston's bad. Trait. Trait, okay, good. That sounds like an ending to the story, yeah. Would you recognize our fantastic storytellers here today? Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless. Yes, thank you. Okay, good. Uh, that took a turn. Took an unexpected turn. Uh, but I like that. That's good. Um, I feel like I should have been banging a garbage can during that. You're welcome. So here's our story. The Red Sox lost really bad. <laughs> Blue Sox don't exist ever in history. Houston, uh, lying is Houston's bad trait. Okay, there, there's a, it almost had a very Dr. Seuss kind of feel. Did you feel where it was going? Right, two fish, red fish, one fish. That's great. So, a gift 
A gift is the individual words that they were using, right? Even though we let red socks slip, right? Two words officially? It's good. You're fine. Anyone who has Boston tattooed on their body can, can use red socks too. Uh, two words is one. A gift is the individual word that we use, that we offer at a particular time for a particular reason. reason. The offering, however, is the story that we hear, is when the gifts are tied together, is when the narrative is made, right? The difference between gift and offering. Gift, individual, time, talent, money, what you offer at a particular time for a particular reason. But what happens is that becomes an offering when God ties them together. And what happens, the more that we offer gifts, the more that our story is being told, the more that God's story is incorporating it into a story of salvation. And the point is, the more that we offer gifts, the more that we are connected to a faith community is when our individual actions become an offering for the kingdom of God. God takes those gifts, ties them together in a graceful tapestry to make an offering for the world. So when we come to the table, and I love this uh, about the Catholic tradition. In the Catholic tradition, they bring the bread and the wine into the, uh, into the sanctuary onto the altar. We have a table, but in the, in the Catholic tradition, it's an altar. They actually bring the bread and the wine from the community onto the altar as a gift. It is part of their offering time of, of the worship service, part of the Eucharist, the great thanksgiving, right? These individual gifts are placed on the altar and then by the spirit of God, by the power of God, that gift of bread and wine becomes an offering to the community as a whole because individually we all partake of the one loaf and we become an offering to the world and to each other. Now, it is bread. It is a gift, right? It is from the community. It's from the earth. Remember last week we talked about giving thanks like over a meal. We're not just giving thanks for the meal that's on the plate. We're giving thanks for the farmers, the distributors, the grocery stores, the, the, the folks who are cooking the meal. All of those things come together to make an offering. These individual gifts come together to make an offering. We have a running joke uh, here among the staff when we first started. So Louders does our bread for communion. Um, and we were trying to figure out who would pick it up weekly, who would pick the bread up. Uh, Corey Wicken, our traditional music director, lived closest to Louders. So he picks up the bread. Now, when he texted us on the first time that he picked up the bread, he said, I have the body of Chris in the car. To which I replied, do I need to alert the authorities? <laughs> right? Chris is, so now it's a running gag is, is who's going to pick Chris up, right? Who's going to be with Chris this weekend? It's bread. It is a normal, it is a regular, it is a gift that we bring to the table. But when it is blessed, when it is broken, when it is shared, it becomes an offering for the world because it is tied together through grace. Bread and wine transformed. In other words, brought in as a gift, shared as an offering. Sam Wells puts it this way. He says, seeing bread, wine, and money 
as an offering transforms the way Christians perceive all of their possessions. Everything we have is a gift from God, and at the moment we offer it to God, we invite God to transform it so that it becomes part of the larger story. The act of offering is the Eucharist, and it becomes the paradigm of the way that God is invited not just to make God's self known, but specifically to repeat the pattern disclosed in Jesus. For Jesus definitively over-accepted the offering of human flesh and transformed it to be the bearer of divine glory. To hold out every gift, every possession, every responsibility, every relationship to God is to invite God to over-accept every aspect of our life. To repeat the pattern of Jesus, Jesus' life, death, and resurrection within us, in every sphere, to incorporate our whole life into the great thanksgiving. You are a gift from God. You're a gift from God. And when you come to the table to receive God's grace, you now leave as an offering of God to the world, to tell God's story in the world, to become part of that narrative. Giving is one of the ways in which we offer a gift that can be transformed into an offering. And last week I invited you to pray over what you might be able to give in 2022 in terms of how we can answer God's vision. And remember prayer, prayer is petition, asking God for something, asking God to do something with these gifts. Prayer is also wonder. I hope that when you give to the church, you are filled with a sense of awe and wonder of the way in which lives are transformed here. Prayer and giving is also a means of confession <laughs> because we don't always use our gifts for good and holy reasons. Giving is also a means of gratitude. God has given us everything that we need and therefore we say thank you by giving back. And then finally, giving is silence, allowing a gift to be a gift. Telling the, giving uh, is, is, tells the story of the health of a congregation. It also tells the story of how God is working through our life, how, what God is doing. For example, uh, those of you who are at the mission lunch uh, a couple of weeks ago know, know this already. Uh, so Blaine and Ashley Brunn are our new mission coordinators for Asbury. And, and at that lunch, there was an energy, there was an excitement of all the ways in which that we are reaching out in concern and service, like Bozier Elementary, uh, for example, partnering with, with Bozier Elementary, uh, Downtown Friends, which Ashley and, and Blaine are there almost every, every weekend. Also, when we start to look toward Christmas, we start to look toward Advent, the, the angel tree uh, that's coming up. Giving and writing a pledge and helping our finance team allows us to say yes to all of those things that Blaine and Ashley are dreaming up and leading us into. Now, we never at, so scripture says you cannot serve God in money, but unfortunately they seem to be co-chairs of every committee. We do not ask money's permission to do the will of God. We do not ask money's, we, if we are called to do it, we do it. 
However, a budget helps us discern how and when and how much and where to answer that vision. We never say we don't have the money to do that, therefore we're not not gonna do it. If the vision is on our heart and our mind and our strength, we will do it. However, something as simple as a pledge card helps us discern when and where and how much and with whom, how often, these kind of things. A gift becoming an offering. In the context of the Eucharist, every time we gather for communion, I always say the table is set, all things are ready. When the Holy Spirit invites you to come forward, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I mean that. When the, so two things, when the Holy Spirit invites you, which I find hilarious that the Holy Spirit seems to invite us from the first pew to the second pew to the third pew, which is remarkably consistent each week. But I mean, I would love for there to be a moment of prayer and discernment and calling when the Holy Spirit invites you, which means we might have Lucas running to the table, right, before anyone else. Or you may, have, you may want a lot of time at the chancel rail to, to say thank you to God for all the awesome things that God is doing. And maybe you need to be first in line to come up here. Maybe you're in the pew and you're praying and you need to discern. And maybe today something is really heavy on you and you just can't bring yourself to receive. You're always invited, but maybe, maybe you need to stay where, and that's okay. That's okay. When the, when the Holy Spirit invites you, same thing with giving. When the Holy Spirit invites you, you might, you might have already signed it and mailed it in, ready to go. You've been online and have already offered your pledge for 2022. You're ready to go to say thank you to God for what God has done. Or maybe, maybe life just sucks right now and every penny is accounted for and 2022 just isn't the year. God loves you. I love you. That's okay. When the Holy Spirit invites you to come forward, come forward. But the point is that you might see, taste and see, that the Lord is good. That our gifts are woven together into a graceful tapestry of an offering to the world. And I hope that when you come forward, you get a sense that you are being called into something greater called into something bigger. That's why we celebrate communion every week. In the breaking of the bread, in the receiving, the gift becoming an offering, that's why we celebrate it every Sunday. That's why we go to things like Bible study. That's why we show up to downtown friends. That's why we open our campus to trunk or treat. That's why we offer our financial gifts. That's why we offer food in our food pantry. That's why the meal team shows up every Wednesday to cook for all of us. That's why the Silver Eagles break their back to make this campus beautiful. That's why we partner with Bozier Elementary. That's why we have Christmas in North Bozier. That's why we stream our worship services. That's why we're talking about a columbarium. That's why we have the best kept secret in Bozier of a beautiful prayer garden. We do all of this because of the invitation that Christ has made because of the reconciled gathering that we are as the body of Christ, because of the word proclaimed, because of the prayers offered, so that the world might taste and see that God is good forever and ever. Amen and amen. Let us pray.